0: One of my first goals of getting back into real estate was to try to help my mother to double her retirement income. Okay. Because she was living on, you know, a really low low amount of of money every month and her her dream retirement she said was to make $2,500 to $3,000 a month.
1: There are millions of real estate investors out there and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money, because here's your host, Dave Dubow. Hey folks, welcome back. Let me ask you a question. If you're in Canada, have you heard of this thing called the Smith Maneuver? Chances are you've heard of it. You might not be familiar with it. Maybe you've heard of the whole concept of infinite banking, but again, not quite sure what that's all about. Well, today's special guest is Becky Webster. And Becky is a real estate entrepreneur who a number of years ago decided to become really focused on private lending. And she has applied a few of these things herself and is really focused on helping other people with their deals without having to deal with tenants and toilets and hammers and all that kind of stuff herself. So Becky, welcome to the call. Great to meet you.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Dave.
1: All right. So tell us a little bit about why you decided to get out of active real estate investing and focus way more on the passive side.
0: I got out of the active side because of the time commitment. I worked a seven on, seven off job away from home. So my days when I was at work were always, you know, really long, like a minimum of yeah. 12 hour days on shift plus all the commuting time, you know, and then just basic things like having a shower and eating take up time too. So yeah. I found it really difficult to really have that time to like analyze the deals, find the deals you know, deal with the tenant issues, deal with all of that kind of stuff. And but, but so, you
1: did do some of that, correct? Like you did I, have I did a,
0: some, do that actually for quite a few years. For the first I guess four doors that I had, I did actually actively manage them myself. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was just always stress because everything always happens on friday night right before a long weekend too if there's ever anything that's going to ever go wrong with your heating or a flood or anything it's going to happen on friday night before a long
1: weekend <laughs> just wreck your entire weekend yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah just
0: and you can't get a hold of anybody and it's just always a disaster but it was extra hard when i was up at work because a lot of the times i wouldn't have cell phone reception reception right. either so it just like I said it was just, it was just a pain and so okay. i ended up During the pandemic, I ended up getting a lot more involved in real estate because I really wanted to start doing more of it and create more passive income. And so that's when I started doing more joint venture partnerships. Mm -hmm. And because of the financial position I was in, it was just so much easier for me to be the financial partner. And then somebody could just send me a deal that they thought was good. So I didn't have to go find that deal. You know, somebody would send it to me, I could review it and, you know, do my own analysis of it. And if I decided it was good, if I had, you know, trusted that partner, I knew what their background and their experience was, then I was good to supply the money. And I find joint ventures to be such a win-win. So yeah, like I said, it's actually worked out really, really great for me. Like one of, one of my first goals of getting back into real estate was to try to help my mother, to double her retirement income. Okay. Because she was living on, you know, a really low, low amount of of money every month, and her her dream retirement, she said, was to make twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars a month. Yeah. so in I in addition I knew to her,
1: we, CPP and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah.
0: So I knew that we could we could get her there. So by helping her change a few things financially, and then helping her get involved into a fourplex deal with a JV partnership, we actually were able to get her an extra like $1,500 a month within a matter
1: of about seven months time. Wow!
0: Yeah. So it worked out really, really well. And so So, so maybe,
1: maybe if you don't mind, Becky, maybe because I can see a lot of people going, Ooh, that sounds good for mom or dad or, me. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so maybe kind of unwrap. What did you do for your mom who was basically living on a fixed income, mm-hmm. you know, CPP, OP, whatever? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Well, the first thing that we did is we actually decided to add myself as a joint tenant to her property so that we could use part of my finances and my income to remortgage her home. Okay. So that we could pull a little bit of money out that way. Well, and like then, a
1: home equity line of credit type thing, or something yeah, along those we, lines? Yeah, we so. got
0: a flex line TD. So it took up the last little bit of her mortgage and then just expanded the credit. And then we actually ended up using, like I said, part of that to get her into doing some extra private lending. And then part of that, well, and actually, basically, I guess the entire credit line is what we use to implement the Smith maneuver. So mm-hmm. because my name is on the property and it was a principal residence of my family, you know, oh. we were able to do the smith maneuver with her mortgage because my personal mortgage didn't have enough equity in it at the time anyway. Right. So we could use the income from my rental properties to convert that mortgage over to a tax deductible debt on my income, you know, which was in the the really high tax bracket, so
1: a win-win it was, win it for both of you.
0: It was a win-win for both of us. That so we, like I said, we were able to purchase a fourplex for her with a joint venture partner, where she was getting over, I think it's over nine hundred dollars a month cash flow herself. Mm-hmm. And then with the extra funds that we were able to pull out to take the whole mortgage and get her into private lending, she was able to get you know usually fifteen plus percent on her money, and therefore makes up that that rest so that she's
1: yeah said, cool. living
0: basically able to live the retirement of her dreams now.
1: that's awesome. Your mom yeah. must be so thrilled
0: yeah she's she's really happy she's she's there's a lot of things that she never knew that was possible. and then even with the Smith maneuver, we started it in March of twenty twenty one and it was actually just last month we completed it. so I've been able to convert all the debt in yeah, just over
1: so maybe years, for folks months. who aren't familiar with the Smith maneuver. It's a little bit complex, but can you give us just big, broad strokes of your understanding of how it works?
0: Yeah, basically what the Smith Maneuver does is it takes your non-tax-deductible personal mortgage debt Mm -hmm. and transfers it into a tax-deductible debt. And there's a few different strategies and different ways that you could do that. Mm -hmm. But when you have rental property in your personal name, it can really accelerate the process. So, what it'll do is it'll pay down your mortgage, but you'll actually still have the same debt level because as you pay down your mortgage, you get access to like a home equity line of credit. Right. And you use that to pay your rental property expenses, which then makes all of that interest that you pay tax deductible.
1: Mm-hmm. So-
0: So, it's just a different way of flowing your money, which is a lot like infinite banking. It's just a totally different way of flowing your money to get a better result.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So, you got your mom all set up. She is a happy camper at that, kind of helped you out a little bit with your tax situation. Now, how about yourself as a private lender? How did you get started with that? How did you structure things? What are you up to these days?
0: I ended up seeing an ad. I think for a book somewhere on Facebook. And I just thought it sounded really interesting. So I really like to read. So I ordered the book. I read the book and started really looking into it.
1: Sorry, and a book about what?
0: It was a book about private lending. Got it. You know? yeah. yeah. And or just different different strategies for your retirement portfolios and things like that. And right. you know, as we all know, in like COVID times, we know what the market was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah I ended up taking out my pension from my old company and just getting the commuted value and putting it into Olympia Trust mm-hmm. and then using that to start funding mostly flips is what i I fund, so mm-hmm. I usually do like i said the short term lending with you know good good interest rates about fifteen percent is what i get but i I allow the the investors to do a balloon payment at the end because mm. that way it helps them a lot of the times with managing those monthly expenses Cashflow. right so they don't have to make yeah. a mortgage payment they don't have to make an interest payment they don't have to do any of that it really makes their whole flip process that much faster and that much more convenient right
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so that's mainly what I do with my registered funds
1: okay yeah then- because the nice thing there is really doesn't matter to you those are registered yeah. funds yeah you can't play with that stuff personally yet yeah. anyhow mm-hmm. so you're You're getting a pop of cash every once in a while, which goes right back into that account. Yeah. And your borrower is a happy camper because he or she doesn't have to be making those pain-of-the-butt payments while they got zero income coming in and just a bunch of expenses going out. So it's kind of a win-win scenario there. All right. That makes sense. That's always the
0: key is to make the win-wins, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So those are your registered funds. Are you doing anything different with any of your other funds or –
0: yeah, I do also lend with promissory note lendings with cash that I have. With that, I do like to have the the monthly payments just to augment my my income,
1: so. Do you get it secured on anything besides just a promissory note? Do you have it registered you, or just
0: It depends on who I'm lending to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You yeah. better have a pretty good relationship with whoever that is cuz
0: Yeah. There no, there are a few people that I've worked with a lot and I, I have a really good trust relationship with them. So I'm I'm, I'm a old. lot more flexible. Once, you know, that lending relationship is, has continued for a while and yeah. I get to know my borrower mm-hmm. and they've always, you know, even some that I've, you know, that I lend to like with, I'd say pretty loose terms, <laughs> you know it's because they have really high levels of integrity and mm-hmm. they've always brought my money back to me, even if it's been a deal or where, where they've lost. Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: yeah, you got um, a lot of trust there. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's like I said, when, when I know that that's very important to them to make their investors win, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's been proven to me, like I said, my, my lending terms do get a little bit looser. So
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So at this point, Becky, are you, are you still working or is real estate, private lending, your full-time thing? What What does life look like for you these days? Uh,
0: <laughs> my life has changed a lot recently. Uh, <laughs> so my income currently consists a little bit of from a bit of passive income from real estate, some yeah. passive income from private lending. Mm. And then also I ended up becoming an insurance agent oh. specializing in the infinite banking concept type of policy oh, nice. so that I can yeah. really help other real estate investors to, to take advantage of the strategy.
1: Nice, That is so smart, Becky. And, and that's such a big need mm-hmm. because a lot of people hear about this kind of stuff, don't really get it. And then if you go work with a traditional, you know, insurance agent who has no clue about real estate investing, they don't really get that side of things. So coming yeah. at it from that angle is is really really smart. So we don't have time to completely unwrap infinite no. banking, but <laughs> again, if you could just give people a big, broad strokes overview of how it works, that would probably be beneficial. Yeah. Uh,
0: basically, the concept of infinite banking is to create your own pool of capital that continuously compounds for one but is it a source for you to do your own self-funding where you control the payments the payment schedule and also get to recapture interest that you would have paid to outside lending financial institutions so instead of paying a bunch of interest to the bank you actually get to recapture a lot of that interest
1: that you would have paid a bunch of interest to yourself yeah. So. Okay. All right. The big, and the way you're doing that is through an insurance product primarily it's an
0: extremely specifically built
1: insurance product. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most definitely. So, infinite banking, does that make sense primarily if you want to self-finance your own real estate deals or and or does it make sense if you want to do what you're doing and be a private lender?
0: It actually makes sense for both. So, the okay. way that I use my my infinite banking policies presently is I actually tie a few of them in with my Smith maneuver. So I've taken over the HELOC, my mother's property there, and brought that debt into my infinite infinite banking banking. policy accounts. Mm -hmm. And then I also use part of my system to do private lending. So I'd have that money available and then I lend it out privately, which actually helps me pay a lot of the policy premiums. Mm -hmm. So I do that mainly on my son's policy so that I can help make it self-funding for Mm -hmm. his future. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, so basically I haven't been using mine technically to do self-funding of other deals or for for my JV partnerships, but it is an option as my policy values grow.
1: Got it. Got it. Okay. So for folks who are kind of thinking, hey, this private lending thing sounds kind of interesting the Smith Maneuver sounds kind of interesting. The infinite banking is confusing as hell, but sounds kind of <laughs> interesting. <laughs>
0: hey, you know, the, I always say the thing is when with infinite banking, like you don't get it until you stop thinking like, "Oh, how much money do I have to put into a policy?" And yeah. you start thinking, "How much money can I put into the policy?" Yeah, that—that <laughs> that is the point where you actually get infinite banking. You
1: know? Yeah. So. Okay, so I guess the the question I've got for you is, mm-hmm. what's your rule of th- Thumb as far as kind of a magic number for people to start private lending with like at at what point does it start to make sense financially to start doing this like how much of a nest egg or home equity or what have you would you really need to access to make this happen
0: from a financial planning perspective mm-hmm. i think. Say- That's actually really hard because everybody's position is so, so different. Mm -hmm. And even though a lot of the time, like if you're going to be doing private lending, you have to be considered an accredited investor, which means that you have a really high income or a really high net worth. Mm -hmm. If you already know people and know and trust people and you even have a smaller nest egg, Mm-hmm. I still think it can actually be really, really valuable for anybody that even has twenty or twenty-five thousand dollars that they could lend, yeah. because it's usually those people that need that income a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're making fifteen percent, you know, on private lending, uh, where you can only make maybe a couple percent we, in the stock two. market, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's those people that have those smaller amounts that actually need those higher returns even yeah. more. Good so point. that that's always the way that I view it. And it it's it's almost one of my frustrations is that I can the people that need those higher returns the most are usually the people that are kept from
1: mm. a lot
0: of the higher returns. Yeah, so, definitely. you know, I really encourage people to, you know, to try to develop relationships and try to develop trust relationships yeah. and see what people are doing and and get involved because you never know when you might be able to find that that you know ideal investor that you could lend to if you had those smaller amounts. So
1: I guess, well, let me ask the question slightly differently then. So let's say somebody's got $25,000 in cash available and they'd like to yep. start private lending. You know, obviously we can't give the soup to nuts definition of what to do there, no. but would you recommend they put that into a TFSA, self-directed TFSA start working that way? Or at what point does the whole infinite banking idea start to make sense? You, you tell me where, if somebody had that amount, and then we'll ask, okay, now if you got a 100,000, what would you do? If you got half a million, what would you do? So,
0: I would say if you did have that 25,000, putting money into the TFSA is usually a great place to start because of the fact that any of the income that you're going to make is going to be tax-free. Mm-hmm. You know? So TFSAs are great. I would do that all the way up until your TFSA is maxed. You know, mm-hmm. because we're getting close to that hundred thousand point now. Yeah. So if you really think about that, if you could have a hundred thousand dollars that you're lending out, tax free per year at fifteen percent, that's a fifteen thousand dollar a year income. So you're taking home, you know, over tax free twelve 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 hundred and fifty dollars a month tax free, and that might be right. enough to which is the equivalent
1: mortgage. of five thousand dollars, you know, pre tax. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> maybe <not>. that's exactly <laughs> it, right? <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I think all the way up until that point, it, it's great. I think if you have a lot more that you can do, if it's in registered funds, I mm-hmm. always think it's a good idea to kind of break up the deals a little bit if you can. Say if you did yeah. have 500000 you know, you might want to do two $250,000 deals just in order to spread, spread out energy. that risk. Yeah. yeah.
1: Makes so. sense. Becky, this has been a lot of fun. This is great. If people want to find out more about Becky Webster and what you're up to and connect with you, Maybe get some help with the whole infinite banking side of things. Well, first of all, are you able to do that cross-country or just in Alberta?
0: I'm able to do it in Alberta, British Columbia, and Ontario
1: right now. Okay. Well, that covers a good chunk. So good chunk, if, you, yeah. if if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: If they want to drop me an email at info at the themoneymama, dot com, that would be the best way. So
1: Perfect. That's a good URL. That's for sure. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's been a lot of fun.
0: All right. Thank you for having me, Dave. It was great talking to you. You have a great day.
1: You too. All right, everybody. Take care and see you on the next episode. This episode is brought to you by moneypartnerformula.com. Our money partner formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable, done for you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now. And then feel free to schedule a call with me. And let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investments Meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.